This week, it's Puzzles on Box 39. Put the message in the box. Put the box into the car. Drive the car around the world until you get hurt. everyone listening out there this is us yes we welcome to box 39 it's our treasure chest of magazine music and the funny side of life rooted in our community and we're here on 106.6 fm Colm radio i really am bill lawrence and i'm live really here in studio one at the magnificent Colm radio towers and i'm here with ian tallentire and adrian cohen for the next 60 minutes and we've got great music we've got guests we've got chats and lots of puzzles for you yeah this week we will go back to the music of the 1980s hear some train station announcements do a jigsaw and learn how to not run over children with your car and we welcome, by popular demand and by online petition, our favourite house band, Ausgang Exit, stripped back to their very first lineup that won the Colchester Battle of the Band all those years ago in 2001. Yeah, and it is a joy, it's a pleasure to have Ausgang Exit, all 16 of them, here live with us in the studio. So, everyone, send your texts and tweets. We are at Box39 and see if you can find the solutions to our various riddles. And conundrums, and, challenges, and posers. And can I just say, Bill, I am so looking forward to Ausgang Exit and not that bunch of hooligans who've been inhabiting the studio with us over the last two weeks. Absolutely. So I think it's time that we open our Box 39 puzzle show. Let's do it. <laughs> This week's word is excogigate, E-X-C-O-G-I-G-A-T-E. I'll give you three definitions and you have to decide which one is true. Here we go. Excogigate. Does it mean to give a long, drawn-out explanation in order to project one's authority? Excogigate. Does it mean to remove an earwig or other insect from someone's ear? Excogigate. Does it mean to plot, to plan and to devise? Which one is it? I'll give you five seconds. <laughs> to excogigate means to plot, to plan and devise, from the Latin word that means to bring out by thinking. Listening to Box 39, The Wall of Radio Sound, with Bill Lawrence, Adrian Cohen, and Ian Tallentire. So welcome to all of you once more, can I say hello, and thank you for listening to Box 39 on 106.6 FM, and you are listening to the original Strip Back Ausgang Exit lineup playing No More Free Plastic Bags at the Corner Shop. It's great that they've got that brass section, the wall of sound there from all of them. Anyway, it was a generation was of angry young men picked up their guitars and translated their angst into song, and they formed Ausgang Exit. And here's one of those baggy, psychedelic dance anthems when Ausgang Exit changed the future of music almost much as uh, Elton John changed the future of manicured hair a few years earlier when he wore that little ginger beetle's wig to Princess Diana's funeral. Mm-hmm. 
not only are we delighted, we are over the moon uh, here at Box 39, aren't we in? To we welcome are. back our Gang Exit once more to Colm Radio. This week, they'll be playing a selection of their greatest hits. Uh, when our Gang Exit sat on top of the music scene, when they used to play golf at weekends with New Order, they used to share visits to Asda with the Inspiral Carpets, and they used to learn how to make dovetail joints at woodwork evening classes with Morrissey from the Smiths and Liam Gallagher from Oasis. Those were great days. Great days indeed, weren't they, Ian? They were, yeah. And they're these great days also for Box 39? They are, because this is the Box 39 Puzzle Show. Puzzles? Puzzles? A slightly easier topic to get your head around than the End of the World show that we did recently, wouldn't you say? No. Uh, is that your contribution to the debate, Ian? No. Well, would you like to expand on the two-letter reply that you're offering me this evening, Ian? No. I sort of understood that. What school's got into you? What's wrong with you? You're normally so effusive. You're normally so happy to chat away to me and to contribute to what's, what's happening. What's gone into you? Okay. If you just give me a couple of moments, Bill, I'll do my best to explain. The Go topic on. is puzzles, is it not? Yes. And what have I achieved in this minute or so? What do you mean? Well, you're puzzled, aren't you? I'm completely confused as to what's going on. Well, I was simply showing how the word works in practice. I mean, we normally give a definition and what the word means and some other words and I just thought that by using a bit of adapted behaviour you know very biological it would be more fun okay so you simply caused me to feel confused you because I couldn't understand your behaviour as in I am puzzled by Ian's manner exactly Miss Lawrence well with a man with a very badly stuck on hairpiece you sometimes appear quite intelligent coming from you Bill I'll take that as a compliment well look I can think of more I could say, for example, she was still puzzling over this problem when she reached the office. Uh, puzzle can also be used as a noun when you describe a game, a toy, or a problem designed to test ingenuity or knowledge. Yes, those who solve this puzzle in the shortest time are eligible for a free pint of beer. Sorry? Exactly, am I? No, 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 you're not. You're not. Now, lovely listeners uh, will appreciate the example I've just conjured up because it applies to one of my co-hosts. Uh, as this person is difficult to understand or explain, he's something of an enigma. He's a puzzle. Actually, it could apply to Adrian or you, come to think of it. <laughs> could apply to Mike as well. Um, I've just had a look at the group WhatsApp and noted that Mike has actually sent in some suggestions, and most of which he says can be used to describe us. All right, go on. Uh, they start with addle, baffle, bamboozle. Yeah, I like that. Befog. Oh, I like that. But what befog? befog. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of bees, don't there? Yeah, bemuse. Bemuse, I am. Bewilder. Oh, we're onto the seas now. Confound. Yeah. Confuse. Are we going to work all the way through the alphabet? Discombobulate. Discombobulate. I don't, I don't, where did you get that? I've not really ever heard that one before. What does that mean? Oh, hang on, hang on. It appears that he's got a couple more up his sleeve because he's still typing. I can see that on the top of my uh, telephone screen. Here we go. Here go. Uh, they've just come through. Flummox, fox, fuddle, muddle, mystify, perplex, stump, beat, vex, and phase. Did you say vex? I did say vex. That's a nice one. I like that. That's my favourite. That's Victor Echo X-Ray. Uh, that's nice. Well, I'm in awe with Mike. I'm in awe that he can use a, 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 a mobile phone to that extent for a man of his age. And uh, I'm surprised you've not tried your hand at writing poetry, Mike. Or, or writing prose. Maybe poetry with those words. They're great. Oh, come on, Bill. But he has. Mike Harwood has written many poems. He will be dropping in later to read one of them. And to remind us of how organisation can cause bewilderment and puzzle to all of us with their lack of thought when changing name or promoting new products. But the puzzle is, where is Mike right now? This Amsterdam. is a puzzle. Amsterdam. He well, look, he's me. St- no, I'm feeling like, uh, who's that bloke with a deer stalker? What's his name? Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, there's another bloke with a deer stalker. Yeah, his, his studio chair's empty. Look at didn't, it. Sits there. Didn't he tell yeah, you where headphones. he was going? His headphones are on his desk, along with several ginger biscuit crumbs. There's a clue. There's a pencil that's clearly been snapped in half. There's a ticket stub for a train from Braintree to Amsterdam. And some hairs from the back of a long-haired but prematurely greying greyhound. He can move quickly. But, and I know that he drinks in the greyhound pub. Mm-hmm. It's all very puzzling. Look, if you out there listening have any uh, knowledge from all those clues, what the absence of Mike means and where he is, please get in touch. 
is it precisely that's in the box? One Railways. The 131 service to Frinton will depart from Platform 2. The 142 one service to Clacton will depart from Platform 1. The 151 one service to London will depart from Platform 3. The 153 one service to Chelmsford will now depart from Platform 1. Will the one customers skateboarding on Platform 1 and 2 please desist from doing so? You are endangering other one customers and we would not like you to be killed by the fast one through train to Norwich which is now approaching platform 3. As there are two pieces of unattended luggage on the end of platform 4, would all one service customers please leave the station immediately via platform 3. This is a special message for the old and infirm and overseas visitors. Please check the details of your journeys before leaving. Welcome to One. For One Anglia, please press Four. For One Great Eastern, please press Two. For One Stanton Express, please press One. For One Wagon, please press Three. Thank you for calling One. This week on Box 39, we will attempt something never done before on radio in any part of Northeast Essex or anywhere along the Cone River. The five songs selected for today's show all have something in common. It's a musical puzzle. The songs are all linked to each other by some aspect of the tune, the lyrics, or the musicians involved. Can you solve the puzzle? This is Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks. Is the link something to do with Waterloo Underground Station? Or is it the year it was recorded, 1967? Is it the title of the single's B-side, Act Nice and Gentle? Or is it to do with a letter of the alphabet? Solve the puzzle. Four more songs to go. listening to Box 39 here on Colm Radio 106.6 and this is The Mighty Ausgang Exit with trinkets from Trinidad and Tobago. Take it away boys and girls. I suppose this really is one of the most famous original songs. Uh, from my Gang Exit, one of those days when they were one of Colchester's finest uh, reggae classical ballroom fusion bands of the uh, early years of the millennium. So good to have them back rather than that rubbish group called Imperfecto. 
Yes, I'm you glad were, you saw yeah. the error of your ways eventually, Mr. Well, Morris. I thought with a name like Imperfecto, it just meant they were perfect, with no, that word no, perfect no, in the middle. Imperfect. And cheap. Oh. Perfectly cheap, though. Oh, so imperfect. That is, I suppose, the only thing about our Scang Exit. I is, think uh, we should take this argument down the pub later, Mr. Yeah. Lawrence. Uh, well, it's coming out it's of your... It's not time for it now. It's coming out of your fee anyway, their, their fee, so Thank I don't mind. Thank you. Now, our theme is puzzles, and uh, the emails and texts have been literally coming in. Uh, Norman from Leeds, he's uh, texted us, and uh, he says, uh, it's always been a puzzle to me why Ausgoing Exit have not been awarded more for their contribution to music and the arts, with so many sell-out tours of the golf clubs and caravan parks stretching across the whole of North Norfolk. I think they should be awarded knighthoods, or at least OBEs, or even some sort of reduced rates when attending council-owned nature reserves in the Essex, Suffolk or Norfolk border areas. That's from Norman in Leeds. That's a very nice email. Thank you. Uh, Norman, I can solve that puzzle, Um, and I'm sure you can too, Ian. Well, Ausgang Exit will not be awarded honours for their undoubted major contribution to show business and music because they refuse to pay their taxes. Isn't that right, Mr Lawrence? I know. And they re-signed as our house band uh, after Imperfecto uh, on Box 39. Really, that's just, uh, they explained to me, it's part uh, of a much larger tax avoidance scheme. Have they been talking to Lord David Price? With Lord David Price is now their manager, yeah. And there's so many others in show business, isn't there, that do this. And you can't blame us, Gang Exit. I mean, there's that Roger, that big beardy bloke from Crime Watch UK. He's done the same, hasn't he? And, you know, the actress that played Daphne in the first 15 series of Casualty? We, I believe she does a tax avoidance as well. Are we heading towards another smoke salmon scandal involving Cone Radio finances? No. No. I think we should avoid that. Absolutely. So there's no scandal. And, uh, you know, simple as that. No tax, no titles. Get over it, Ausgang Exit. That's what I say. Ian, let's carry on with the show. OK. Well, what is a puzzle? Well, according to my research, it is a game or a problem or even a toy that tests a person's ingenuity or knowledge. In a puzzle, the solver is expected to put the pieces together in a logical way in order to arrive at the correct solution of the puzzle. There are different genres of puzzles, such as crosswords, oh, yeah. word search, no, yeah. number, yeah. Relation, Re- relational. Relational puzzle. I've never heard of it. Or logic puzzles, Mr. Lawrence. Well, I do know that puzzles are often created uh, a form of entertainment, aren't they? They can also arise from sort of serious problems, like mathematical problems, logical problems, I think. In such cases, the solution can be a significant contribution to, to mathematical progress and advancement of maths. They can also waste a whole chunk of your day. Mm. But never mind, let's move on. In 1989, or sorry, should I say, in the 1989 edition of the Oxford English Dictionary, yeah. uh, the word puzzle as a verb uh, is dated towards the end of the 16th century. Its first documented use uh, is to describe a new type of game, and it was um, in a book titled The Voyage of Robert Dudley to the West Indies, with Robert Dudley actually as the um, oh the no, speaker of the part. 1989 version of the Oxford Industry. Don't start. It's not my fault that we are given uh, uh, rubbish resources uh, by the radio station. Uh, calm down. Breathe. Breathe in. Breathe out. Take it slowly. This is the. They'll get Big Sue from Ausgang Exit to go. Uh, Big Sue, go and get him a coffee. It's the second radio program where I've lost my temper. I do apologise, mm. listeners. Well, you're just a pro- it's just the artist in you. Well, it's just that, you know... And you're a professional. Well, I'm seeking perfection in my work. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, well, uh, OK, while you're just calming down and Big Sue's giving you a bit of a little rub over there, um, uh, I think you're just having another dig, aren't you, again? In perfect... And I can assure you they won't be back... I, uh, the contract's been annulled. We've got the lawyers in. They've been given air tickets back to Delhi, all paid for the, by the, ex- uh, uh, the, the expense of Wivenhoe citizens to pay for it. Com Radio paid. It's fine. Can I interrupt you there? Mm. Donna from Norwich has just messaged me. Di- she really? Directly, yes. Is not, she really? Not to the radio oh, well, station, hello, Donna. but direct to me to say, Ian, you should calm down. Have a long, deep bath filled with Cone Radio bath salts yeah. and get on with the show. Well, I'm very sorry, Donna. It's just so much more difficult to achieve perfection in these times of austerity, isn't it, Bill? It is. But those bath rate, those Com Radio bath salts are great. You get uh, you get different packets, aren't you? Each one's got a different face on. So you get a packet of salts with your face on. They're nice. I use those. And you get the ones with uh, uh, Adrian's face. I've used those. I, it's the bathrobes I like. I've taken at least three home by now. I no, hope no one's listening. I don't think you should be letting them know. Let's move on very, very swiftly. Uh, the word puzzle 
comes from Puzzle, a medieval French word. I think is that I, the I, cor- I think is I pronounced that correctly. Puzzle. Puzzle. It's a French word meaning bewilder. <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, or confound. The use of the word to mean a toy contrived to test one's ingenuity. Much more recent, you know. Puzzles can be divided into many types. A maze is a type of tour puzzle. Um, there are construction puzzles, stick puzzles, tiling puzzles, disentanglement puzzles, lock puzzles, folding puzzles, mm. combination puzzles, and Just mechanical a of lists, puzzles. You? But I like jizzle, jigsaw puzzles. I do Jig- like them. I think said jizzle puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles. Uh, I, I love them. Well, um, when, when were they invented? Oh, just off the top of my head, I'd say about 1760. And why? Is it just someone's bright idea of wasting a couple of hours? I think so. I think it was uh, just to help teach geography, wasn't it? They, they did atlases and, you know, maps, that sort of thing. A cartographer of sorts. I think his hey, name I've got was... a fact uh, for you. Go on. You've always got facts. You're yeah, the man of yeah. facts. Largest puzzle ever. Uh, about six foot by three foot. <laughs> I, don't, I, didn't actually, I haven't actually got the dimensions, but I got the number of pieces. 40, oh, can I guess? Go on. 40. No, 40,320. And it was made by the German game company, (laughs) Ravensburger. Yeah, they still make puzzles. They do. I've got one currently on the go on my dining room table. What's it a puzzle of? It's a puzzle of... It's double-sided, which makes it really interesting. Yeah. Uh, And it makes it even more interesting because it's the same picture on both sides. And it's a picture of me? No, it's a castle. Oh, nice, nice. Sorry, a castle. (laughs) Okay, well, look... um, I think, um, when does a puzzle, I'm going to ask you this question, actually. When does a puzzle become a game or a game become a puzzle? Oh, is the, I mean, that really is a puzzle. Why, yeah. do, why do you ask? Uh, but, well, you answer that question. You know this. You're the man that can answer puzzles. I'm going to answer it then. Go on. Um, if I invited you to play me at chess... Uh, yes. I'd say yes. We'd be having a game, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. Yet there are puzzles that may arise during that game. Go on. So whether that's getting out of check, oh, I see. Trying to create a situation ah, of checkmate. Stuff. The situations individually are puzzles, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But collectively, they create a game. Or am I reading too much into this again, Mr. Lawrence? No, it's a great idea. Jigsaw's a great idea. Look, I've got one here. Is it? Yeah, but it's fiendishly 2D, difficult, double-sided. It? 2D. It is. Right, we can get going with this. It's identical images, like the one you got at home. It's hundreds of Dalmatian dogs. So let's get started. All right, you find the corners. All right, and you find the straight edges. Okay, let's go. Blue jigsaw piece, plain blue. Where do you belong? In the sky, obviously. There's loads of sky, cloudless, empty, stretched across my table where the sky cannot yet be seen only anticipated. That's where you belong. Above the thatched roof, which is almost done, you will help fill the cloudless emptiness with your little piece of featureless blue. But there's no way of knowing where. For now your only meaning is your colour and your general whereabouts. And once you fulfil your destiny, you will be forgotten and the satisfaction you will give will be shared with 200 other fragments of blue sky. There'll be no fondness, no meaning in you. You were nothing on your own and you'll amount to almost nothing when I find your intended home. So I'll put you down now, blue jigsaw piece, and look for a piece that earns my love. Maybe I'll finish that thatched roof that one day, anonymously, you'll stretch above. This show is going really well. I just want to be part of your symphony.
This is Symphony by Clean Bandit. You're looking for the link between this song and the four other selections on today's show. It's a puzzle. The first was Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks, and there will be three more songs after this. Is the link the fact that there's a wine bar called Symphony opposite Waterloo Underground Station? Is it the fact that the numbers in the year 1967 added up make 23, and if this is subtracted from 2041, it makes 2018, the year this song was released? Or is it to do with a letter of the alphabet? basically a technique for unlocking the wheels once they've locked. It involves standing hard on the brake. Once the wheels start to lock, you lift the foot off, so the wheels roll momentarily again. That's very important. Then stamp hard on the brake again. It doesn't reduce the distance you need to stop. If you've got a certain velocity, you will need a certain distance to get rid of that velocity or hit the car in front of you. What it can do is allow you to retain control of the car so you can steer right up to the last moment and perhaps steer around that child. You're listening to Box, uh, what is it? 39. Box 39. And this is a Wolfgang exit here, live in the studio, back to their carefree best. And this is, of course, their greatest hit, the carefree upside of Zero Hours Contracts. So, uh, just to mention an email that's dropped in about puzzles, and this is from Jeremy of West Bergholt, who says, I bought a 5,000-piece jigsaw of Colne Radio Presenters Christmas Party from uh, from 2015 from a charity shop and I completed it in under 20 hours in one sitting only to find there was one piece missing uh, which was the top of Ian's head just where his hairpiece would be I've decided to colour the gap in myself to complete the puzzle but I'm not sure what colour Ian's 2015 Christmas hairpiece was can you help there Ian? Uh, It was sort of ginger going towards raspberry We'll just check. At that Can time. you look through your records I don't, for that? I don't need to. I know what I was wearing. I mean, the front of the picture, right at the centre, it's gingery fading to raspberry at the tips. Oh, it nowadays, was one of my you, first ones where I went for yeah, the two you, colour. You wear that sort of mild butter one now, don't you? I do, yeah, with the ginger. Well, well it's more golden tips, this one, isn't mm. it? I prefer those uh, those with a little hint of raspberry in the Well, I can, I can bring it back, you know, as a retro look if you really want next week. It's a bit of a puzzle, isn't it, really? What do you think that Most puzzles... Most of my life is, Bill. Do you, do you think, Ian, that puzzles are the ultimate way of showing that it's the taking part that counts? In what way? Well, you either solve them or you don't, do you? But they show that not everyone's brains work in the same way. And some of us are logic thinkers, some of us are wordy, some of us are creative... But winning a game or solving a puzzle is always the most important thing. No, it's not. It's not. It is. Calm so down. why are there world puzzle championships then? Well, I didn't. I didn't actually know they were. Are you sure you're not making that? Up? No, I'm not. 
I'm not. I can oh, remember God. this because I thought about entering. And then I heard, did you really? Yeah, and I, I did some research years and years ago about this. Where are where where are where, where are these well, it's world the no- puzzle championships? It's the Nob Yoshigara Puzzle Design Competition. Can you just say that again? The Nob Yoshigara Puzzle Design Competition. Is that the that a place the or a name of the person? It's a person, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Yoshigara. And it's ah, an annual award, and okay. it's a competition in engineering and design mechanical puzzles. The location of the competition actually rotates around the world from North America, Europe and Japan. Uh, the puzzle design competition was founded in 2001. Really? Yeah, so that's a relatively recent development then. Well, that's what you would be led to believe, wouldn't it, when I say things like that. But actually, uh, it was held in conjunction with the international puzzle parties founded by an American bloke called Jerry Slocum. That's not Jerry Springer, Jerry Slocum. And that was back in 1978. Still a number of years, uh, you know, after I was born. Uh, and these events are dedicated to discussing, showing and trading mechanical puzzles. So how many championships held so far? Uh, 26. OK. How many have uh, Britain won? None. OK. Uh, but guess who's won lots of them? Uh, America, I'd imagine. America, Germany, yeah. Czech Republic it's just and like football, isn't Japan. It? No, but it gets better. Guess who won the most individual puzzles? Competitions. Nob Yashi, what's it? No, no, no. It's a German. And there are no penalties involved. It's a guy <laughs> called Ulrich Voigt, and he's won 11 titles since 2000. Amazing. It is, isn't it? Well, we've had lots of winners listening in t- tonight, and Texas with answers to puzzles. But uh, of all of you listening You're sounding there, a bit puzzled, Bill. <laughs> how many of you can get all the answers? We're going to give you a puzzle now. How many of you can get the answers to our next puzzle, our music quiz? Adrian, Adrian, this one's over to you. songs I'm singing Thanks for all the joy they're bringing Who can live without it? I ask in honesty What will I be Without a song or a dance? What are we? So I say thank you for the music For giving it to me Right then, I'm going to play you five famous songs from the 1980s. I'm going to play you just the first few moments of each one. See if you can guess the song. Here is number one. And here is number two. And here is number three. And here we have number four. And finally, number five. Here they are once more. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Can you guess the song? Having listened to only those first few moments? Answers coming up soon. Where whoever it was, I'm a fan. So I said thank you for the music, the songs I'm singing. Thanks for all the joy they're bringing. Who can live without it? I- <laughs>
This is Say It Isn't True by Barbara Dixon. You are looking for a link to the other four songs on today's show. We've had Waterloo Sunset and we've had Symphony. Is the link that the Japanese kanji for Barbara Dixon is very close to the Japanese word for classical music playing as the sun goes down? Is the link that the father of the drummer in Clean Bandit once exclaimed, say it isn't true, when he heard that the B-side of Waterloo Sunset was to be act nice and gentle? Or is it to do with a letter of the alphabet? And uh, I hope you're enjoying Box 39 this week. We are live here at Colm Radio Towers and this is Ausgang Exit with a good day for buses being on time. And we have received a text from Donna in Norwich. Hello, Donna. Nice to hear from you again. And she says she's got most of the 19 questions right, she thinks. And she adds, uh, in 1984, she says, I bumped into George Michael in the Animos Kebab Takeaway. And uh, he signed my Rara skirt using their extra hot homemade chilli sauce. Now, what puzzled me, says Donna, is even though he had a double Donna with extra chips, he never paid for it telling the kebab shop owner that I was paying for him. And before I could say anything, he'd run off with his kebab. Donna adds, I often dreamt of meeting George Michael again and getting him to pay me back. Sadly, she says, I'll never get that £5.99 back now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Donna. Even our favourite pop stars can behave in, in very puzzling ways, can't they? Now, Ian, are all puzzles logic? Well, what I want to know, Bill, is uh, does a scientific brain mean you'll be better at puzzles? I always like answering a question with a question. Have you noticed that? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're talking about chicken or egg, aren't you? Bean or the plant? Uh, which kind of evolution or creationism? Well, I'm going to go one step beyond that. Why uh, one we... step beyond? Yeah, one step Someone beyond. Someone said that. Who sang that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, which, which pop group is that? Anyway, why do you end up with weird creatures? Uh, well, they just sort of knock on my door and I let them in. No, I'm not talking about your social life. Oh, I'm talking see, about sorry. why, on this planet, do we end up with so many weird creatures? I mean, say, for example, the hummingbird. Very pretty, very nice and small, shimmers in the light and all that. Native of the Americas. But they're the smallest bird, or amongst the smallest birds, most species, measuring, well, somewhere between 7 and 13 centimetres and weighing probably no more than 2 grams. But... I mean, why did they come about? It's a puzzle, isn't it? It's a puzzle. And why do we call them hummingbirds? Other than the fact that they have to beat their wings so quickly that they make a humming sound and they have to beat them so quickly just to stay still. And they've got to eat all the time just to get enough calories. And in fact, they go into a straight state of torpor when they go to um, when they sort of stop at night. In fact, I'm not even sure they stop at night, but they go into a state of stor- torpor where they're basic metabolic rate drops to something like one fifteenth of the original during the day. I mean, it's a puzzle, isn't it, Bill? It's an evolutionary biological puzzle. And you're just looking at me <laughs> as though I'm talking nonsense I, on the radio. I know. I have never had, uh, heard, I've never seen in the studio since all the years we've been doing this, you managed to riff for that amount of time on Hummingbirds. That's but amazing. That's because we've never had puzzles or hummingbirds. No, absolutely topic, brilliant. I, I'm in awe. I am in awe. I will promise that I will never take the Mickey out of your uh, little hairpiece again. But that's, that's got nothing to do with hummingbirds. Can't actually, you answer the question? It's a puzzle. That hairpiece is bigger than a hummingbird, isn't it? A lot, and it weighs a lot more, which is have to use two pieces of double sided tape to stick it on. Wonderful. Well, what puzzles me really. Yeah, probably How blow do you know? away in the How wind. How do you know with... all these things? Well, just uh, science, Bill. It's uh, it's amazing, but it is a puzzle. Well, I'll uh, be this puzzle. If you if you're a flat Earth person, why do you use phrases like "our members around the globe would like to do this or that"? Well, I don't because I'm not a flat Earther, but I think it's quite funny. I mean, why do you use a phrase like "our members around the globe"? 
Are members sitting around a flat piece of paper? I don't know. Ask the hummingbirds. Anyway, look, uh, uh, Adrian's going to come back in. Come on over, Adrian. Tell us, please, what is the answer to that quiz? It totally baffled us in the studio. Come on, Adrian, what's the answers? Right then, you've had a little chance to think, and now here are the answers. This was song number one. was The Simple Minds with Don't You Forget About Me. This was song number two. That was Wham! with Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. This was song number three. That was Cindy Lauper with Girls Just Want to Have Fun. This was song number four. That was Bon Jovi with Living on a Prayer. And this was song number five. was Genesis with Invisible Touch. How did you do? So I say thank you for the music, the songs I'm singing. Thanks for all the joy they're bringing. Who can live without it? I ask in all honesty. I've been around for a long, long year. This is Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. What is the link between this song and the four other songs on today's show? For radio in North East Essex, this is a groundbreaking musical puzzle. Is the link to the other songs the fact that the numbers 2041 and 23 have special significance to devil worshippers? Is the link that the words symphony and sympathy come from the same Latin root word simpada, which loosely translates to a Greek noun phrase that best describes the ancient Athenian counterpart of Barbara Dixon? Or is it to do with a letter of the alphabet that appears in the song's title? I shouted out, who killed the Kennedys? Where 
Now Goldilocks was a beautiful and with fine golden dangly hair. And Mum said, take it the basket foodage and trickly through the folly to Grandmaddy dear. Well, she checked the listy contents in the basket with buttery eggers, flavour parsley cheeves and capers and indigeps or burpy pardlo powder. And off she went, she fallolloped full on the crazy pain and grazer knee clappers, all bruisey rubbing and vasolubrious on quick healy huff and tie knotty handkerchief for stopping dirtkin in the crevices. Well, she took the forry path and it was all misty through at the trees there and lost it her wail, till the little coty there, all cottage cosy smoke and creeping up the chimney and knocking on the dawn to come in. There on the tabloid, three boastos of porry, all steaming a poo. <laughs> So she tasted a flavour in the big basil and plucked far too salty. Now the middle one, too sweet, and she coughed all over the table. But the little basil just rightly flavoured and stuffled down a greedy burp. Then Goldilocks tried the chair and far too hardly the big one. But the mid-load, too softer, and sink it right up into the armpits there. But the little three-lever stool, she sitly and flopped all over the floor and tock. So she trickly up the stairs to try at the resty bed all comfy bold. But oh, the big bed is lumpy and coily spring dick in the back row. So a little cot she saw and tried with Ida Dove and painty Donald Duckery on the side and soon fast asleep. Then the bears groped home. Ah, said Father Bear, who's been flaving my porridge and sticking fingers? Huh? And Mother Bear a gulps at the spilly porridge all over the tabloid. And the baby said, oh, look, the grebe and stuffing it down my empty base low. So they explore the cupboard, the kitcheny, then up the stairs, tritly howl. Well, Fardle said, who dirty foot in the marks and a coily spring and a tickle in my back row? And Ma said it too. Oh, crying the baby bear, all brown and frightful. Look, and the sleeping of the Goldilocks snorm in my cotty Eiderdale, beautiful tresses and dangly. Oh, dear. Then the little Goldilocks jumpy flighted through the window and slidey drainpipe and stumbly jump far into the forest home for a couple of tea at four in the afterlubrious. Listening, this is Box 39 here on 106.6 FM Cone Radio, where the magic uh, is. Now, this is Ausgang Exit with Dormitory Town Amateur Sleuthing. You know, it's great to have Ausgang Exit back as our house band. And isn't it good to see uh, Big Sue once more working up a sweat on that trombone? Well, considering she's not really part of the band, it's fantastic. I, I just think it's amazing. We've got no one on security now and she's in the studio playing. Uh, well, um, uh, once, where's, where's just her Just don't tell management. It's fine. It's uh-huh. fine. Okay. I really enjoy her in the studio. She, you know, livens the place up. It's great. Come on, Ausgang Exit. Play it one more time. Could I just mention, actually, here, Ian, at this point... Sorry, Ausgang uh, Exit, I'm just going to fade you down a little bit there. Uh, we've received a text from Alex, uh, who says, I was the actual manager of that Animos kebab shop where Donna met George Michael back in 1984. Another listener. Wow, Alex, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, he says... George was always in asking for scraps and extra chilli sauce. And we became quite good friends. And sometimes he would also come in with that other young whamster, Andrew Ridgely. Uh, if he didn't have to eat his tea at his mum's. Now, Alex adds that he can exclusively solve one of the biggest puzzles that has faced wham fans for many, many years. Alex says, 
and this is a this is <coughs> excuse me this is a box 39 exclusive he says it was after a particularly special lamb shish kebab that uh, they created at the back of, of animos those famous t-shirts that george and andrew wore on their first ever top of the pops performance and that what made them immediate fashion icons the t-shirt simply said in big letters choose life on the front and eat a kebab on the back. And the amazing thing is, I thought they were a Vivian Westwood design. No, I remember those well. I oh, used to have one of know, those T-shirts. You know, I'm glad that that question, that puzzle, in fact, in my head is now being solved. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Alex. And uh, if we're ever passing Animos Kebab, uh, don't forget mate's rates. Now, Ian, what's a mechanical puzzle? Uh, can you remember back to the late 70s, early 80s? Is your it depends if the drugs are kicking in. Uh, less of that. That sort of talk can get you into trouble on the radio, I've been told, Mr. Lawrence. Anyway, mechanical puzzle. Sorry, sorry, yeah, my friend Boris Johnson. Rubik's Cube. Do you remember that? All that twisting and turning of that cuboid-type puzzle. Yes, I do. Yeah. Did you ever manage to solve it? No, I used to take the stickers off and move them around. I just used to break the whole thing and put it back together again. That was my way of doing it. And there's another one, which is called a Soma Cube, something sort of similar but different. And they're mechanical puzzles, you know, where you've got to do lots of sort of physical moving of the pieces in What's order to, yes. uh, to solve the... Uh, I've seen a few of those. Yeah, you've seen a few Various. of those. Yeah. What's a metapuzzle? Well, a metapuzzle is when you're linking different types of puzzle together. So it's actually more of a complicated code. There might be a mechanical element to it, okay. there might be a wordy element, and there might be a mathematical element to it, Bill. Have you ever played solitaire with little pegs? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It's another way of wasting a day, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's impossible to do. You think you've achieved something, I've but got a, you've I've, achieved nothing. I've got a solitaire board that has been passed down uh, through my family. Pegs or marbles? Marbles. And yeah. it was made from the wooden draining board that my nan had, which was destroyed in the Blitz. How have, you, how have you got it if it was destroyed in the blitz? Because they rescued a bit of the wood and turned it into a solitaire oh, thing. That's really interesting. I'm glad you got your story straight there yeah. as well, because it was turning into a bit of a puzzle. Thank you. Uh, well, spot the difference. Spot the ball. That's a good puzzle, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I never. I j- just thought it was a bit of a waste of time because they only wanted one winner. So I, I, I always thought it was almost a winner by default. Yeah, they I think they made it the out. Ball where the cross was. Yeah. For Bert, uh, who lived at 33 down the street. Uh, okay, any impossible puzzles? Yeah, for me, word games. I'm useless at Scrabble, Boggle, Bananagrams, all of those things. I love them. They're a great challenge, but yeah. I'm useless. People play those online now, don't they? Evidently. Yeah. You wouldn't get me doing that because I'd lose. Yeah, my, winning uh... is important. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> well, look, we've, uh, we've seen loads and loads of puzzles. We haven't even got time to uh, talk about puzzles in films. We haven't got time to mention any of those great films like The Matrix and Inception and The Da Vinci You're Code. doing it. Oh, you're right. Well, well we've got one, we've got, we, there was one more puzzle. Let's just go on with the last puzzle. Adrian, uh, over to you. This week's word is Kurglaff, C-U-R-G-L-A-F-F. I'll give you three definitions and you have to decide which one is true. Here we go. Kurglaff, does it mean an earthenware pitcher for beer or wine? Kurglaff, does it mean a blunt dagger-like steel weapon not intended to penetrate the flesh? Kurglaff, does it mean a kind of sudden shock you feel like when you plunge into cold water? Which one is it? I'll give you five seconds. <laughs> Kurglaff is a kind of sudden shock you feel like when you plunge into very cold water.
And uh, we're approaching the end of the show, and uh, Ausgang X here already raced off to the pub. I've never seen a Limon start like that, but they've gone. And many thanks for sending in your text and emails with answers to our music quiz that Adrian's been putting forward to us all evening. So, um, let's see if you've got any answers right. Uh, Ian, first one there on the screen. Okay, well, thank you to Ali from Mersey Island, who said, Is the answer something to do with the size of your bar of soap? Well, I can tell you, Ali, it's not quite close, but sorry, you're wrong. No, I've got uh, one here from Drew from Stanway, and he says, is the answer that they are all friends of Boris Johnson? No, not that. Are we allowed to have questions or he's, answers he's, he's like a, that? He used to be a cricket commentator. Oh, OK. Pauline from the Hive says, is the answer snow, rain, then more snow? Oh, that's quite close. It's not bad, is it? But no, Pauline. Sorry, try again next time. Okay. Uh, Craig says it's a bit of a guess, this one, uh, but they are they all things that go hard if left out on your kitchen table? Not that, is it? No, not that either. And Kathy over in Lawford says, is it a light bulb? Well, it wasn't a light bulb moment this time, Kathy. I'm afraid the answer is. No. No, it's not that, is it? Uh, we, we got, got time for any more? Well, one more, I think. Uh, Kim says, are they all things you would find in the average cat? No. No? Okay, then. Let's listen to this. This is Sound and Vision by David Bowie. You have heard four songs already on today's show. All five songs are linked in some way in this devilish puzzle. Did David Bowie write Sound and Vision in a wine bar called The Underground Station? Was it written for a band called Barbara and the Devil Bandits? Is the backing music being played by a Japanese metal classical fusion orchestra called Give Me Stones Not Symphony? with all but the piano and the vocals by the Waterloo Girls Choir faded down completely? Or is it to do with a letter of the alphabet that appears in the title of all five songs? Blue, blue, electric blue That's the colour of my room where I will live Blue, blue It's really time for us to go. I'm Bill Lawrence and I've been with Ian Talentar and Adrian Cohen. And that was the Box 39 Puzzle Special. So, from Studio One, up here on the fourth floor of Cone Radio Towers, high above the full and fertile lands of North East Essex, it's time for us to close Box 39 once more. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Waiting for the gift of sound and vision Drifting into my solitude Over my head Don't you wonder sometimes About sound and vision Box 39 has been a Guppy production for Calm Radio.